Welcome to Living Wisely, Living Well, timeless wisdom to enrich every day with Asha Nayaswamy, one of the spiritual directors of Ananda Palo Alto and a founding member of Ananda Worldwide. If you enjoy this content and are inspired by the teachings of Paramahansa Yogananda and his disciple Swami Kriyananda, find Asha on YouTube, Facebook, all podcast directories, and her website, ashajoy.org. Living Wisely, Living Well, October 25th. If you see anything in others that displeases you, ask yourself, does it really matter? There are so many wrongs in this world. The best I can do is simply to give up being displeased. What we don't like in others is usually a reflection of some fault we have in ourselves. What we dislike in the world, too, usually points to something we need to change in ourselves, at least in terms of our own willingness to accept the inevitable. Learn to accept life as it is. I don't say never try to improve matters. Do improve them if you can, always, calmly, and in support of the good. But realize that there are simply too many wrongs in the world for all of them to be improved very much. Your first need always is to remain calm and undisturbed in your divine self. I'd like to clarify a sentence here just so you understand it. What what we dislike in the world too usually points to something we need to change in ourselves, at least in terms of our willingness to accept the inevitable. That that paragraph, those sentences might not, the meaning of that might not be obvious because I was thinking immediately this is being recorded in 2020 and there's a lot of uh, unrest in the USA especially but also globally about um, the degree of racism, racial prejudice that has continued to to, um, move through this country um, to oppress people of of dark skin, darker skin than what 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 mine is like. so if we're disturbed by racism, what Swami doesn't mean that we necessarily are secretly racist. In fact, things get really confused when we start thinking like that because then we start having to anguishingly try to find faults in ourselves. when even if we have some, and I know part of this movement that's been going on now at, at the time this is being recorded, um, is for people to realize the degree to which um, they have been perhaps unaware of their complicity in injustice being performed. So that's being unaware of your complicity is quite different than thinking, you know, I deplore racism, therefore I'm a racist. That's not what Swami meant. When, because that's where the second sentence comes, at least in your willingness to accept the inevitable, meaning... There's something in me that has to be changed. I, the re, I'm upset about this, and it means that something in me is, is not at peace and has to be worked with. Otherwise, I wouldn't be seeing this. So if we're, if we're unhappy about racism, it, it's not necessarily that we're racist. It's that we have a difficult time accepting that this is a universe of darkness and light. And so we want it all. We want the darkness to all go away. I'm presenting that as an example. It's and again, we we have to see. It's very subtle what he's saying. 
to accept, it's our willingness to accept the inevitable is what Swami says, meaning I can't just sit here and say, no, 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 this cannot be, it's not happening, it can't happen like this, because there's nothing but agitation in that thought. You're, you are adding an agitated vibration to an intensely agitated situation, and everything is working on consciousness, and if your consciousness itself is, is declaring that something is not allowed to exist, that is exactly the same thing that the racist is doing. This is not allowed to exist. Now, I'm not equating the two of them, but I'm saying that both of them create an enormous amount of dissonance. And if we're going to solve these dissonant problems, we have to elevate everything to, to a wholly higher vibration. And we also have to recognize that this planet at this time in this, its planetary evolution, the yuga, the, the divine age that it's in, it's, an, it's, not, a, it's not a high age. It, it's, it's, high, it's higher than it was at the nadir of darkness on this planet when, when Jesus was crucified. That wasn't special for Jesus. They just crucified all kinds of people on the public road. I mean, even you know, public executions, even a hundred years ago, were common. You know, just people would be executed and everybody would go down to watch somebody have their head cut off. I mean, it's unthinkable, but it actually happened relatively recently. We've moved a lot away from that kind of barbarism, but we're still, it's still not that high an age where things like this kind of racism and injustice that people are fighting against now can exist all this time. But now we're moving into a higher age and people are trying to fix it. But we have to fix it by actually elevating our consciousness. There has to be compassion. There has to be kindness. However, there can also be sternness and there can also be a definite attitude that this is not something that I'm going to tolerate. It doesn't mean, as Swami says, that we make no effort to improve things. We, may, we might make a determined effort to prove things, but we must do it calmly and with the right energy Otherwise, we just stir up a lot of negativity, which inevitably will stir up negativity. So we might be able to push a particular situation back, but we're still actually creating the very energy that caused that situation in the first place. So our inability to maturely recognize that this is the world that God put us in right now, and He has a plan... Part of its plan might be that I need to improve the situation, but I also have to just come to peace with the fact that this negativity exists, that this darkness exists. Now what, I'm, what am I going to do about it? Instead of just being overwrought, um, I, I, I can feel that I'm not quite saying what I'm trying to say because it is a very subtle point. It's a very subtle point. So what the Swami's basic premise here is Whenever we, we, we criticize and we judge, we need to come to a place of peace within ourselves, either by recognizing that I'm just I'm projecting onto them. Now, I'm going to drop racism for a moment. But when, when we see more, more just normal human faults, somebody's, I don't know what, what you might think of, they have a tendency to be angry, they use unkind words, they talk too much. It's not that it's a good thing for that person to be doing, but nor is it a good thing for us to do more, 
to become agitated because of their reality. Because once we become agitated, we ourselves are sending out into the world a vibration of agitation, which somebody's going to pick up and start using in their own way. That's what I was trying to say about even if we're fighting against an obvious injustice and we're determined that that injustice will be eradicated, we have to do it with the kind of energy that won't inadvertently perpetrate the same problem. We have to come to the calm center of peace rather than just going to the opposite duality and pushing this one to the side, which is just going to create a lot of tension, which is going to cause it to swing back this way. But if we do it from a calm point of peace, which is we are all children of God, um, I recognize that you feel that this is your right as an American to be able to discriminate like this, but no, you're not going to be able to do it. No, you're not going to be able to do it. I understand the suffering in your own life, the inadequacies in your own life that make you need to be able to have power over someone in this way, but read my lips. No, you're not going to be able to do it. It's the same way that you discipline a child. You don't tell that child that they're terrible because you know they're four years old and they keep spilling their milk or they have tantrums about something or they can't you know, find the, their, uh, their mouth with the spoon. You don't tell them they're terrible, but you also tell them calmly and definitely that, yes, we're going to learn to do this. You know, just screaming and having a tantrum. No, actually, my dear, that's not an option. You're not going to do that. But in your heart, you're not condemning this child because they're so awful. You're not trying to just, you know, force them to go away. You're just going to get them sternly and unequivocally to be different. And that's how we have to approach these social problems in our world, and that's how we have to approach it when we see someone in our life, even you know, a personal someone in our life who's doing something that isn't good. Now, either we have to just say, I can't fix the whole world, it's just not my problem. That's what Swami's also saying here. There's so many things in this world that are not ideal. It, we will literally make ourselves crazy if we just go around and try to fix every one of them. So we have to ask ourselves, why am I picking this one out? Why is this making me so uncomfortable? And if you're really fixated on it, almost invariably, you are looking in the mirror. On some level, you're looking in the mirror. But when I was talking about racism, if you're against racism, it doesn't mean you're a racist. But what you might be looking in the mirror is how uncomfortable it makes you, how frightened it makes you when you see these darknesses expressing in the world. And so then the challenge in that situation is faith in God and the recognition that this world is, human beings are not in charge of this world and the acceptance of the fact that I chose to incarnate on this planet at this time and these are the conditions. But if you feel drawn, then you become like a powerful but determined divine mother and you, you have to stand firm. No, this is not going to happen. And you do that for the sake of the, of the racist also. You're not just saving the victim, you're also saving the racist because he's the one or she's the one who, I mean, they're just creating for themselves this terrible karma. In addition to hurting other people for themselves, they're setting up a horrible karma in which everything they inflict they're going to have to experience. And so we don't want them to do that. We don't want to have revenge and hate, hate because that'll just keep this thing going forever. We want it to stop. So we have to put out the kind of energy 
they will actually lift consciousness so it will all stop. And that requires a tremendous self-discipline within ourselves, and even more than just discipline, we have to go into the part of ourselves where we can perceive a completely different reality. We have to move out of this ego against ego. And, you know, even among egos, some of them are more elevated and refined and more generous than others. But just ego against ego is just going to keep us in this boing back thing. What we want is we want to go into the center of our own reality. We want to elevate to the perspective of the divine and see that, you know, these are God's naughty children. And if I feel drawn to be the disciplining mother in this, then I will be the disciplining mother. But again, with that, I am the mother. I am not the policeman. I am not the, um, uh, I'm not the one who gets to bash them to the ground. I'm the one who teaches or who shows or who stands for truth and draws the line in the sand and says no. And that's what parents have to do a lot of times, no. And then you have to do that for yourself. When, when anger arises and we get panicky or outrage, outrageous judgment, how dare you? We have to be stern with ourselves. Well, it's easy for them to dare to because they make sense to themselves. Everybody makes sense to themselves. That's the most amazing thing about this world. Everybody makes sense to themselves. I'm just so impressed by that. I'm so impressed how people can do the things they do, many of the things they do. I'm so impressed by the things I do. That just, they made sense to me. Even, even though they might not make any sense to the people around you, they made sense to me. Otherwise, I wouldn't do it. I even thought it was a good idea. I even thought it was going to make me happy. But we need to be instructed. We need to be instructed by life, by God, and by each other. And we have to also be equally stern with ourselves. No, you say to yourself, no, dear, you're not going to get away with that petty, small-minded anger. You're going to have to discipline yourself to come to a deeper understanding. And, and if you wish to confront the shadow, you have to confront it with light. You can't just confront it with shadow in another form because that won't really dispel the darkness. That'll just shift its shape. But what we want is to bring in the light. A room can be in darkness for thousands of years and when you bring in the light, the darkness disappears. That's who we need to be. So, if you see anything in others that displeases you, ask yourself, does it really matter? There's so many wrongs in this world. The best I can do is simply to give up being displeased. What we don't like in others is usually a reflection of some fault we have in ourselves. What we dislike in the world, too, usually points to something we need to change in ourselves, at least in terms of willingness to accept the inevitable. Learn to accept life as it is. I don't say never try to improve matters. Do improve them if you can, but always calmly and in support of the good. But realize that there are simply too many wrongs in the world for all of them to be improved very much. Your first need always is to remain calm and undisturbed in yourself. Joy to you, my friends. 
Our work is made possible by inspired listeners, so if you feel to support Asha, you can make a one-time donation, or for unique members-only content, subscribe through Patreon. Blessings and thank you.